It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show, and I hope you found that pot of gold. No one's pinching you today. You set those leprechaun traps because, yes, it is St. Patrick's Day. We're going to have the luck of the Irish on our side because show number 245 for the week of March 17th, 2022, we're having all kinds of magical good luck, all kinds of gold fun, as we have none other than Rebecca Metz stopping in here at the show. Now, Rebecca, a past guest here at Diz Radio, is stopping in once again to chat with all of us, and you know her from a variety of different things, from Coop and Cammie, Ask the World, the popular Disney Channel original show, as well as Better Things, Gilmore Girls, and so many other projects, too many to even name here in the intro. And Rebecca's going to stop in, chat with all of us, talk about adopting cats, what she's doing on the side, baking, and all kinds of fun little things. In addition, the luck of the Irish is springing even more because lucky enough, we have all the D-team here this week. That's right, we have Frank, who's bringing you the wit, the wisdom, the fun. In Walt Disney's quote of the week, we have Aaron dipping his hand into that virtual mailbag and answering all your questions and I want to know. We have Dominic, whether he's positive or negative, you never know, but he's riding that monorail into the Walt Disney World Resort as he's continuing with Disney attractions the worst to the best in his rankings. We also have Jeremy, who's going to put a little bit of spring in your step for the luck of the Irish with this week's Disney Shorts. And let's not forget Cody, who's going to give you his pick of the week. And I think I might have a hint as to which one he's going to be selecting. There are a few, but I think I can guess which one. There is all kinds of fun here this week. I'm excited to be back, all of you D-heads. We're going to jump into the weekend. It's March, St. Patrick's Day, and shortly after all of this is Easter. So I'm going to sit here. I'm going to drink my Shamrock Shake. Yes, I have a Shamrock Shake right here in the studio. I am having fun with it. So we're going to have all kinds of fun and great things happening. So let's officially kick off show number 245 for the week of March 17th, 2022, with a little bit of our very own Irish luck as well. Be right back, all VD heads. You have it. 
happily finding you'll see Merrily, merrily laughing with we'll the Luck of the Irish is all that we need Playfully, playfully, lovingly so Handily, carefully, all of us go The luck of a thousand stars is ours Raise up your voice, we'll strum a guitar In their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. You're the luckiest guy in school, Kyle. Everybody knows it. When Kyle learns a secret about his family, there's something your mother and I need to tell you. I'm a leprechaun. You mean I'm a leprechaun too? It changes his life. He looks shorter too? By about three feet. I'm getting shorter. Now the fate of his family is in his hands. All right, we've got to get our luck back before it's too late. Disney Channel presents The Luck of the Irish, starring Ryan Merriman. No, no, no. I'm not Irish, I'm an American. Tomorrow at 9, 8 central on Disney Channel. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you Disney fans, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for this week's show because we are having a really good time here this week. I have a shamrock shake in hand. We're having a blast. It's St. Patrick's Day, the luck of the Irish, and so much more because we have Rebecca Metz stopping in here shortly here at Diz Radio. We also have the D-Team with Frank, Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy, and Cody all stopping in with their signature segments. And let's face it, that's a bit of luck right there for all of you D-Heads. Then you don't have to hear me ramble nonstop throughout the show. So that's that's lucky right there. You got the D-Team here. And most of all, we have you, all the D-Heads. You are the reason we are back at you every single week for the last 12 years, having that fun, bringing you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. And come on, it is a party. It is fun. I have Irish in me, so I am excited. I'm going to have a Reuben sandwich here, have some good times after the Shamrock Shake, and there's a lot of other goodies. I mean, there's a lot of good things. And maybe you don't like any of the Irish food. You can always have a bowl of Lucky Charms. Doesn't get easier than that. Or maybe you just like breakfast, eat, a, eat some corned beef hash easy enough as well. But we are here. We're kicking off show number 245 for the week of March 17th, 2022. And before I get into all the fun ramblings that I love to do, I do want to give you all the different ways you can listen to Diz Radio and stay connected with us here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect with us all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. Just search Diz Radio or Disney Blue. You'll find us. Hit subscribe, and you can find these links on our homepage as well on our website. And most of all, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your phone, your MP3 player, whatever it may be, streaming in your home, on your Alexa, whatever it is. Just go to the iTunes Store, Stitcher Radio, and many other providers. Search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows right there. And most of all, leave us a rating if you're on iTunes. Stitcher, you name it, 
leave us a star review, leave us a rating. It's just a way for us to, you know, ask you guys a little bit to give back to us. It truly is appreciated. After doing this for 12 years, I love hearing how many times many of you D-heads love the show. So all of that is out of the way, and it is St. Patrick's Day. It is the luck of the Irish. I have Irish in me, and anyone who knows me knows I'm not the tallest guy, but I'm not the shortest guy. But truly, you can tell I probably do have Irish in me. And with that comes a lot of Irish fun. Now, there are the obvious Irish Disney things that everybody knows. And I'm sure Cody will get into this later on in the show. And, you know, Aaron might have questions about it. Who knows? How many of you D-heads celebrate, I guess, St. Patrick's Day in a Disney way, a grand Disney way, a way to like make those memories sit down and have some fun. And I got to say, one of my favorite Disney memories, it's been a while since I've told a little bit of a story here, and this one's no climax, nothing crazy. It's just a fun thing. One of my favorite times of celebrating St. Patrick's Day was taking a trip around the world at Epcot. Fantastic time. I loved it. I mean, I had my Ireland shirt on at the time. This was, uh, you know, many years ago. I had my Ireland shirt on, was hanging with a friend, and we were doing laps around Epcot. It was a fun time. Fear not, my children were not with me, but it was a great adult time and one of those that I will never forget uh, that is connected to the Walt Disney World Resort with me and St. Patrick's Day. Now, that's going to lead me back to growing up, and there's a lot of... uh, I guess great Irish and St. Patrick's Day movies that everybody knows when they're growing up. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Those are fantastic ones as well. Everybody loves Darby O'Gill. It's it's one of those classics that everybody, you know, you just you remember this one from back in the, you know, late 50s. It was it was a great project, a great movie. But let's also remember the I Capture the King of the Leprechauns. That is truly one of my favorites, which is almost like a realistic behind the scenes look of Walt Disney and the filming of Darby O'Gill and the Little People, acting like he truly worked with the leprechauns to make this happen. Now, those are some of the obvious. The other obvious, of course, is Luck of the Irish, the Disney Channel original movie. Everybody knows this one. It's a basketball movie. It falls in line with March Madness. I did bring this up last week here at the show that it would kind of fall in line with a little bit of that. I mean, that it could fall in line with March Madness and Luck of the Irish, it's a good one, you know, it's a great story about uh, his Irish heritage, and you gotta love a little bit of the Irish dancing throughout this thing. But what about some of the other Disney ones that people don't really think of that have a little bit of Irish and St. Patrick's Day flair to them? I mean, there are a few of these that people have forgotten. Now let's go back to Disney Channel series. How about Wizards of Waverly Place? You know, back in season two, I think it was, they had a St. Patrick's Day episode there as well with Leprechaun Gill and all the fun hijinks ensue with that. Now, moving forward in there, how about the Fighting Prince of Donegal? Like, I mean, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Sorry, I butchered it. But I mean, this is one that's based on true life events in an Irish tale. And it's, it has sword fighting, um, you know, family things going on, the turmoil. Um, it is available on Amazon, so don't try to find it on Disney Plus because Disney Plus seems to not really have a lot of the classics that everybody loves and wants to see. Um, I'm not trying to be negative there, but, you know, that one is a good one as well. Now, let's forget not forget the Silly Symphonies. Pigs is Pigs. That's a classic Silly Symphonies one where the the main character is Irish. I mean, I'm pretty sure his name is Flannery. It doesn't get more Irish than that in this one. I and mean, this is a great Silly Symphony, which again is not on 
Disney Plus. So hopefully you have the Walt Disney Treasures. Um, you can watch it on the Disney Treasures tin with the uh, Silly Symphonies Treasures tin. You can also find it on YouTube. So that one's uh, Pigs is Pigs. Or even on, uh, I believe it might even be on Amazon Prime. Now, let's not forget one of my favorite Irish ones, where it's not really an Irish movie, but I love this movie, and, you know, one of the main people is Irish as well, but The Happiest Millionaire. Who can forget John Lawless, right? The iconic Irish butler to the millionaire that features, you know, Fred McMurray, Tommy Steele, Leslie Ann Warren. I mean, this is a great cast. It was fun. It also has one of the last times Walt Disney was on camera. People don't realize that. He actually was creating a promo for another movie and another thing. So you can find it in the bonus features if you have the DVD of The Happiest Millionaire. And it was one of the last times, if I'm not the very last time, Walt Disney appeared on camera and was filmed. It was shortly after him filming that that he was admitted into the hospital and things deteriorated after that. Now... There's other ones where there are Irish people that are, you know, mixed in with the mix. Like, come on, the Aristocats. You gotta love it. You're like, well, the Aristocats, what does that have to do with anything? Come on, the cat's name is Thomas O'Malley, right? O'Malley the Alley Cat? I could sing it for Thomas O'Malley, O'Malley the Alley Cat. All right, that was horrible. There's a reason why I'm not a singer. Um, you know, but there's a few of those. You also have DuckTales. Luck of the Ducks. I mean, that's a classic DuckTales episode. You have, uh, I think there's one for Gummy Bears as well. There's just a variety of these that people have forgotten about over time. And these are great ways to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, bring it to life, have some fun, you know, just enjoying other Disney St. Patrick's Day items. There's more than just Darby O'Gill, and there's more than just Luck of the Irish. These are just a few that I have pushed onto you. Now, maybe you want to go outside of the Disney realm. Many of you D-heads may not know, I actually run the official Rankin and Bass Classics group on Facebook as well, and uh, last year designed the 50th anniversary scrapbook for Frosty the Snowman. Uh, but they also have one. You can watch the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. That is a great family-friendly fun stop-motion animation from Rankin Bass. So these are just a few ways. I know I'm talking everyone's ear off. Uh, next week, we have a little more things that are coming in. I got all of the polls in. I think I have gotten all the polls now from all the emails, all the things I put out there for what you want out of these segments, what do you want out of news, what do you want out of other things. And, you know, it is sad to say that the spirit of Aloha is not returning at Disney. That is a sad, sad day. Um, I won't get into that right now, but that is something as well. But there's a lot of good ways. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Have some fun. Wear green. And if you're not Irish, have some fun with it anyways, right? It's a universal holiday that we can all have fun with, right? Just like Cinco de Mayo and all the others that are out there. It just makes it a fun day for all to enjoy. So go out there, have some fun. So I'm going to let you all go here, all you D-heads. We are looking for D-team members to come on board and write for the website. So if you want to get involved with us, write some blogs for the website, maybe news, um, write all, all different news articles. We are looking for writers on the website. So definitely drop us that line, dizradio at gmail.com. We're looking to get some D-team members involved here at the show. So I just say let's press on. Let's go on. Let's have the luck of the Irish. Let's have some fun. And uh, let's continue on for show number 245 for the week of March 17th, 2022. 
And it's a little bit of luck for you because you get a break of my voice and let's leave it to the D-team for a while. And when I'm back, we'll have Rebecca Metz here on the show. On the night before I sailed away, they come from far and near. All me friends and all me kin to shed a parting tear. We knew we'd never meet again and yet was clear to see. I'd always be a part of them and them a part of me. I'll always be Irish, cause that's how I began. I'll always be Irish, I'll say that to any man. And when I'm an American, I'll be a good one too. I'll be truly as American as Irish to you. He'll be truly as American as Irish too. Ask for Irish stew in Ireland and see what you get. In Ireland, all the stew's Irish. I'll always be Irish, a fact I'll not deny. I'll always be Irish and I'll hold me head up high. I'll wear the green some patties day and yet for all of that, I'll be truly as American as Casey at the bat. He'll be truly as American as Casey at the bat. Me days in eight bread and cheese in sidewalk cafes, lived in a garret, wore a beret, what would I be? An Irishman! If I went to Tibet and bought me a yak and travel Siberia, riding his back, the peasants would point at me, what would they say? Oh, young a wicky ticky, oh, young a wangtang, oh, young a wicky ticky Irishman? Right! Right. But if I went to Spain and grew a moustache, strummed the guitar and wore me a sash, became a torero and fought me a bull. <laughs> After the war, me both ears and the tail, oh, what would they say? Right. Always be Irish. I shouted good and loud. Always be Irish. Of his heritage, he's proud. I'm proud of Irish blarney and Irish sentiment. And I'll bet someday we get an Irish president. And I'll bet someday we get an Irish president. In those early days, Walt Disney himself was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Now he's a tycoon and the center of a vast business empire. Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey Mouse? Well, yes, uh-huh. But, uh, of course, I don't make many Mickey... Uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> can you make that noise for us now? Well, uh, Mickey talks up like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Disney's Quote of the Week. And what a show Jonathan has lined up for us this week. His special guest, Rebecca Mertz. Now, we remember her in all the many roles that she's played over the years, but one particular role she played was Jenna Rather, and that was on the Disney Channel's Coop and Cammie Ask the World. 
Now, that show premiered on the Disney Channel on October 12, 2018. It stars Dakota Lotus and Ruby Rose Turner as Coop and Cammy Rather, two middle school siblings who crowdsourced their decision-making online. Now, it also starred Olivia Sanabia, Albert Tsai, Paxton Booth, as well as Rebecca Mertz. Now, this week's quote comes from a character on that show, Charlotte, rather. And she's the main, she's one of the main characters on the Disney Channel series, Coop and Cammy Ask the World. She's the Rathers family's oldest daughter and also a student at the North Plains Day School and a member of the Glamtronics. She awa- she's also a waitress at Patrick Hattrick's Snack House. And she's portrayed by Olivia Sanabia. And her quote this week states, Full Charlotte is not just a cool nickname. It's a desire to be the very best by any means necessary. Well, I hope you all have a great week. Remember, it is St. Patty's week, and we're all just a little bit Irish this week. So have a happy St. Patrick's Day. And remember, have a magical week. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish pin wearer. Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish pin wearer. What would St. Patrick's Day be without the rich Irish tradition of wearing a pin to beg girls to make out with you? A luck of the Irish. Your cousin's grandfather's uncle's gardener was Irish. Which gives you the right to solicit affection from strangers. Who you think you're fooling? Few men are brave enough to use a bad pickup line. Only you are brave enough to say it, put it in writing, and wear it on your chest. Look at me! So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Patty's Day pickup artist. You have high standards when it comes to women. Anyone who can read. Mr. Kiss me, I'm Irish Pinwell. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, this is John Davidson. You're listening to Diz Radio. I'm the John Davidson you might have seen on Hollywood Squares, or That's Incredible, or taking over for Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, or in a Broadway show, or concerts, or Las Vegas, or I've done so many (laughs) crazy things. But I'm proud to be on Diz Radio. Enjoy. Have you ever seen a morning? In Carrie or Killarney, when the dew is on the hayrick and every drop of pearl, when the geese are full of blarney and the thrushes sing a gaily, and standing in the doorway is a pretty Irish girl. She is my dear, my darling one, her eyes so sparkling, full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of her. She is my dear, my darling one, my smiling and beguiling one. I love the ground she walks upon, my pretty Irish girl. Have you ever seen the seagulls flying all the heather? All the crimson sails on Galway Bay, the fishermen and pearl. Oh, the earth is filled with beauty, and it's gathered all together in the form and face and dainty grace of a pretty Irish girl. Oh, 
Sparkling full of fun, no other, no other can match the likes of you. You are my dear, my darling one, my smiling and beguiling one. I love the ground she walks upon, my pretty Irish girl. I love the ground he walks upon, my pretty Irish girl. there, D-Heads. It's Jeremy, your Spider-Pan friend over from the Fandom Nexus found at NeverlandPodcast.com. And I've got something special for you because spring is just right around the corner. And I know we got St. Patrick's Day and we're feeling pretty green, but you know what? Feeling green? We're expecting some green grass and green leaves and some springtime also very soon. I mean, we could definitely have dove into maybe... I don't know, some little people and things like that. There's a really great movie, by the way. I'm sure it's already been mentioned before on the show, so I won't get into that. I wanted to do something special for springtime. And so, you know, granted, there was two different Silly Symphonies I found, which was kind of interesting. I actually found an earlier black and white Silly Symphony called Springtime. But I wanted to focus on a 1934 Silly Symphony called The Goddess of Spring, which is telling the story of, well... Persephone and Pluto. So we'll talk a little bit about this cartoon, and then I'm going to give you the actual Greek mythology that uh, is behind this story. Now this was directed by Wilfred Jackson, produced by Walt Disney, written by William Cottrell, and it stars Kenny Baker, no, not that Kenny Baker, Tudor Williams, Jessica Dragonette, and Diana Galen. There's music from Leigh Harline, and was distributed by United Artists, released November 3rd, 1934. Runs nearly nine minutes. Now, the cartoon begins. We got Persephone. She's the Greek goddess of spring. Well, that's what they're calling her here. Uh, she's seated on a throne. Well, she's dancing around before she gets there. Animals and flowers are dancing happy around her. The birds place a little coronet on her head out of flowers. And then, as they're saying, Pluto, the god of the underworld, uh, which is, of course, not to be confused with Pluto, Mickey's dog, or even Hades, which is God of the Underworld in Hercules. Ugh, I'll get into that mistake later. Ascends. All right, so he comes up beneath the earth and a rotating platform and his demons chase away Persephone's friends. He declares he's going to make her his wife and takes her to the underworld where the demons celebrate. Some dance around fires while others play a hellish organ. And though she's given gold and jewels, Persephone is kind of depressed and she causes the world above to become an icy wasteland. So Pluto gets upset for being able to make her happy, and he asks her what he can do. She pleads to return to the Earth and is allowed to do so, provided she returns in six months. Uh, this differentiates the seasons, spring and summer, taking place while Persephone is on the surface. So Kenny Baker is our narrator, Tudor Williams as Pluto, Jessica Dragonette as Persephone, and Diana Galen as the singing voice of Persephone. Now, I figure by narrator, that must be the fellow who sings, because when you watch this cartoon, really the entire story is told through song, because, of course, it is a silly symphony. Now, this cartoon was the first attempt by Disney animators to animate realistic human figures in preparation for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. The characters were designed by Albert Herter, who suggested certain poses and gestures that the animators were not yet skilled enough to emulate. After realizing that a greater knowledge of anatomy was required in order to produce believable human animation, Disney hired Don Graham, who held anatomy classes in order to prepare the animators for their first feature. 
This, of course, is based on the Greek myth of Hades and Persephone, which explains why there's a winter season instead of eternal spring. Now, I went ahead and I tracked down this uh, this myth. Uh, I actually took classes in Greek mythology back, well, of course, middle school we studied it, but in high school we had specific classes focused on this. Uh, but let me just read to you, this is from Mythology Source, let me just read to you how it's written up here. Of course, when you go and you study mythology, you'll find slight variations amongst different uh, people who translate it from Greek or whoever told it, because really it was, these were told by, you know, somebody sees a, a constellation of stars, has a story about it, and tells it to somebody else who tells it to somebody, and they're kind of spread that way. According to Greek mythology, Persephone was the beautiful young daughter of Demeter, the goddess of grain. One of the most popular versions of the story claimed that Zeus was her father, although others did not name him. Demeter was extremely devoted to her daughter and the two were constant companions. Persephone was known for her beauty and grace. Zeus, however, decided that Persephone's time as a young maiden who spent all her time with her mother would come to an end. As the king of the gods and possibly her father, he had the right to arrange her marriage to the man he chose. Zeus chose for her to marry Hades. His brother was the lord of his own realm and a powerful god, so he felt that it was a good match and that would benefit both. He knew, however, that Demeter would object. She would not want to be separated from her beloved daughter, who would be taken to the underworld as the bride of Hades. The two gods decided, therefore, not to tell Demeter what they had planned for her daughter. They waited for one of the rare moments when Persephone and her mother were not together. One day when the younger goddess was collecting flowers with some nymphs, Hades burst out of the underworld in his chariot and grabbed her, pulling her to the land of the dead and closing the entrance before anyone could react. Some versions of the story claim that the nymphs who were with her that day fled in terror. Others said that they were so frightened that they could not speak. Either way, Demeter could receive no information from them when she realized that her daughter was missing. With no other witnesses, she had no idea where Persephone had gone. According to some sources, Persephone had only had time to let out a single scream before she was taken into the underworld. Hearing this, Demeter was certain that something terrible had happened to her. Demeter began searching the world over for her missing daughter. She wandered from place to place looking for information, neglecting her duties to make grain grow as she did. After several days of searching, Demeter was bedraggled and half-starved, but still did not know where Persephone had gone or who had taken her. Eventually, according to many sources, she came across Hecate. Hecate had no information either, but told Demeter to ask Helios what had happened. From his place high in the sky, the god of the sun bore witness to everything that happened on Earth. Helios had indeed seen the, seen the entire abduction, and when Demeter learned that Hades had taken her daughter, she knew that Zeus was involved as well. She returned to Olympus and demanded answers from her brother. Not only had he allowed Hades to take Persephone, but he had also lied to her and let her continue her fruitless search when he knew where the young goddess was. The goddess of grain demanded that her daughter be returned, and if she was not, Demeter swore that she would stop crops from growing entirely. If she did that, Zeus knew the human population would soon starve. This would also mean that the gods would not receive the sacrifices they relied on from the people of Earth. Really, I'm sure that's what his main concern was, to tell you the truth, because, you know, I've studied this stuff. You know, these, these gods didn't really care much for humans. Uh, really, it's... And, and there are people who are, who are subscribing to this after having gone through the Percy Jackson books. I don't know why. Anyways, back to the story. So he commanded Hades to bring Persephone back to the surface, and Hades put Persephone in his chariot and began the journey out of the underworld. As they traveled, however, he offered her a pomegranate. Some sources claim that she ate some of it willingly, being hungry after days in the underworld, while others said that the god of the dead tricked her into eating a few seeds. Uh, versions I have heard is that she ate them while she was in the underworld and wasn't on the chariot with him, but she was just hungry and she just ate a few pomegranate seeds. 
Anyways, moving on. When they came to the surface, Demeter was overjoyed at her daughter's return. This happiness would be short-lived, though. Because she had eaten food from the underworld, Persephone was forever bound to, to that place. It would be impossible for her to return to the world of the living for good. A compromise was reached to pacify Demeter and maintain the marriage between Hades and Persephone. The young goddess would live with her mother most of the time, but would return to her husband and his realm for one-third of the year. It was actually like like a day for every every um, seed that she'd eaten, uh, I believe was the idea. It was either that or a month, and like for so like she ate three seeds, so it was one per month, something like that. Anyway, reading on, uh, when Persephone was with her mother, Demeter was happy. Grains and other plants grew and flourished, and when she returned to the underworld, however, Demeter fell into mourning. For three months of the year, the winter, nothing would grow, and the land would become barren. So this is how, of course, winter is supposed to have come about by Greek mythology. Now, one thing I want to point out, and this, of course, came up earlier with, like, Hercules. You saw Hades, and he's kind of a devil character, and all souls apparently just there in some sort of hell. That is not the case. That was not the, how the land of the underworld worked in Greek mythology. You did have Tartarus, where that's where you would be punished, and that's where a lot of the titans were were. Well, I don't know if punish is the right word. They had been defeated by Zeus, and the Titans were put away. Uh, the, the Titans had been basically the gods before Zeus had been born uh, of, of his father Kronos, and all the other gods were all children of Kronos, and then uh, Zeus defeated his father and the other Titans and imprisoned them with various different tasks. And you know, One of them was pushing a boulder up a hill that he could never succeed at, you know, different type of things. But they were all down in Tartarus. There was also Elysium, which... If you saw the film Gladiator, they mentioned that, you know, if uh, you suddenly find yourself walking in fields of grain, well, then you are in Elysium and this battle no longer matters. Yeah, Elysium was, was supposed to be their heaven, but you would, when you went into the world of the undead or the underworld, land of the dead, uh, of course, you had a three-headed dog guardian. Uh, J.K. Rowling lifted that, of course, you know, from the Harry Potter books. Uh, but you had the three-headed dog, which for some reason the name escapes me right now. I don't know why. Uh, you'd cross the River Styx. You'd have a... A guy who would boat you across the river sticks, and they would actually put a coin with the, the dead body. Uh, so you would have something to pay the, the fare uh, to cross the river sticks to go into the underworld. And there you would be judged and to determine where you would go to Elysium or to Tartarus. And Hades just happened to be the guy in charge of it. He was not the devil. He was just lord of the underworld because somebody had to have that job. And, you know, Hades kind of got the short end of the stick. It wasn't the greatest place to be the, uh, the god of, but... You know, somebody had to do it, you know, because Zeus only had two brothers, and the other one uh, got to be god of the sea. Uh, we know him uh, as Poseidon uh, in Roman, they call him Neptune. But yeah, so Hades got kind of short in a stick, and now in modern stories, he kind of gets to become the devil for some reason, and that's not quite how it works. He wasn't that bad a guy, really. Now, he does have this one act of, I guess, I don't know if you would call it villainy, where he grabs Persephone, but, you know, that is not the case. So that is how Hades actually differs in mythology compared to what we saw in Hercules. But this is, of course, a Disney interpretation of this story where they use Pluto for some reason. And uh, they made Persephone the goddess of spring when we really know this is all spring happens because of her mother, Demeter, goddess of grain. But that's all the time we have for this story this week. This was The Goddess of Spring from 1934, A Silly Symphony. And, of course, I am Jeremy, also known as the Spider Pan over here in the Neverland Fandom Nexus. Found at NeverlandPodcast.com. So as I tell you every week, when you're done listening to this radio and you want to have a little bit more fun, come over and have some fun with me. I'm sure you will enjoy it. And now, let's pass it over to John John again.
your honour, I brought Mr. Disney to see you, sir. Disney? I've heard of the Dailies, the Duffies, the Donovans, the Devlins, the Dardies, but Disney, no. I don't know any Disney, so good night, sir. And now, your Disneyland host, Walt Disney. Some time ago, I decided to make an Irish picture, for Ireland is the home of the leprechaun, and the little people have always fascinated me. Well, when the story finally took shape and we were facing the problems of production, I felt I should talk the whole thing over with one of my Irish friends. Now, there's nobody more Irish than Pat O'Brien. Have you ever been to Ireland, Walt? No, I never have. Well, I've been all over Ireland. Dublin... Cork, Tralee. Oh, gee, it's a grand country. Awfully poor, though. See, they've never had any iron or coal for export. But they've got one great commodity they've sent all over the world. What's that? Men, Walt, my lad. Fine, upstanding men. And women, too. <laughs> You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, with St. Patrick's Day on the 17th, it always gets me thinking about my dad. His memorial service was held in an Irish pub, so this time of year always gets me thinking about him. I'll be lifting a green beer in his honor. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Thomas of Idaho, a longtime listener, and he writes, Question for the show. In Disney's Boy Meets World, how many seasons did it run? How popular was it in the TV lineup? I did notice it was listed as Touchstone as well. Is there any reason why it wasn't listed as Disney? Thank you for the help, and I really miss good family sitcoms. Well, Boy Meets World ran for seven seasons, 158 episodes, on the ABC network from September 24th, 1993 to May 5th, 2000. I'll be honest with you, I was in college during a lot of this time, and I missed out on most of this show. However, what I did see was pretty enjoyable. The show chronicles the everyday events and life lessons of Corey Matthews. Touchstone was the sister company of Disney at the time, but it no longer exists. It's now known as ABC Studios. But Disney used Touchstone to do shows that well, might have a little older theme associated with it. There isn't a lot of good sitcoms anymore, but I guess that's why I love the Goldbergs so much. Throughout the run of the show, it was regularly nominated for Young Artist Awards and even won five during the show's run. The show was popular enough to get a spin-off years later called Girl Meets World on the Disney Channel. And all seven seasons of Boy Meets World is available to watch on Disney+. Our next question is from Michelle Trenchberg of Arizona, and she writes, Aaron of Diz Radio in the show? I was watching a Disney classic in Luck of the Irish, a Disney Channel original movie. Did Disney make any other movies that are Irish or St. Patrick's Day inspired? Besides the obvious Darby O'Gill. Diz Radio rocks, glad you're back. Well, as far as the Disney Irish movies, Luck of the Irish and Darby O'Gill and the Little People are the obvious ones. 
Another Irish Sea movie was Guns in the Heather from 1969, starring Kurt Russell, and a show called I Captured the King of the Leprechauns from 1959, hosted by Walt Disney himself while promoting the upcoming Darby O'Gill movie. But Disney does have some series episodes that you can watch on Disney Plus for St. Patrick's Day. Season 2, Episode 22 of The Wizards of Waverly Place. Episode called My Tutor, Tutor. Then you have the original DuckTales, Lucko the Ducks, which is Season 1, Episode 50. And Gummy Bears, A Night to Remember, and the Gummies Just Want to Have Fun, which is Season 4, Episode 3. That should give you a few options to get your Irish fix for St. Patrick's Day. Well, our last question is from Kennedy in the UK, and she writes, Diz Radio, new listener here, very new. Love the program. My question is a simple one. Who has been your favorite guest to date, and why? And also, how long have you been a part of the show? Well, I've been around for a while now. Definitely the old timer of the show. I made my debut on show number 36 on April 10th, 2013, when we had special guest Art LaFleur. It's really hard to narrow down to just one guest because I've enjoyed all of them, and I really love what they bring to the show with their stories. I'll give you my top three, and this is not in any specific order. I of course love Art LaFleur, not just because it was my first show, but because he's a great actor who's been in some of my favorite movies, including the Santa Claus movies and the Sandlot. Then of course there's Lena Pereira on show 140 on March 10th, 2016. She's still one of my favorite actresses, and I really loved her as the evil queen in Once Upon a Time. And finally, Martin Cove. He was on episode 221 on May 30th, 2019. I grew up on the Karate Kid movies, and I really love Cobra Kai. It's been so much fun being a part of the D-Team, and I can't thank you D-Heads enough for the great memories over the years. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. I like a chicha-chicharoni like they make at home or a healthy fish with the big backbone. I'm Abraham DeLacy. Giuseppe Casey. Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley the alley cat. I've got that wanderlust Gotta walk the scene Gotta kick up highway dust Feel the grass that's green Gotta strut them city streets Showing off my clad Yeah Telling my friends of the social elite Or some cute cat I happen to meet That I'm Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley, O'Malley the Alley Cat.
I'm king of the highway, prince of the boulevard, duke of the avant-garde. The world is my backyard. So if you're going my way, that's the road you want to seek. Calcutta to Rome, or home sweet home in Paris. Monofiki you all. got myself and this big old world when I sip that cup of life with my fingers curled I don't worry what road to take I don't have to think of that whatever I take is the road I make it's the road of life make no mistake for me Yeah, Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley. O'Malley, the alley cat. That's right, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Martin Cove. You all may know me as John Kreese. But just remember, no mercy, and you're listening to Diz Radio. In the West Coast Railway Station in the year 1905, the agent there was Flannery, the best there was alive. Flannery ran his station exactly by the rule. He tried to learn each one by heart, just like a kid in school. There were rules for each occasion that applied from tools to mules. There were rules about behavior and rules defining rules. Two guinea pigs. Hmm. You sure don't look like pigs to me. But the writing's plain to see. It says you are. There's no doubt that pigs is what you be. Whenever a customer chanced to call, Flannery let him fry until he could look up the rule to greet the fellow by. <coughs> oh, let's see. Oh, yes. Good morning to you, says Section 2, and don't forget to smile. Morning it was, and have you knew I've been standing here a while? I'm supposed to say I'm sorry, sir, it says in Rolling Tree. Dry your tears and save your sneers. Have you a box of pets for me? Indeed I have. Two guinea pigs. See pigs, page 43. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dominic, and for several years I've had Disney trip planning and Disney Plus segments here on Diz Radio. Now I'm back with a new segment covering the history of the current attractions in Walt Disney World. I'm going to start at the Magic Kingdom and pick a land and discuss a different attraction each week from what I believe to be the worst to the best that that land has to offer. For the fourth week in a row, we are in Tomorrowland, where as of this recording, the listed attractions are the following seven. The Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, the Monster Incorporated Left Floor, Space Mountain, the Tomorrowland Speedway, the TTA People Mover, and Walt Disney World's Carousel of Progress. 
the Astro Orbiter, the Tomorrowland Speedway, and the Carousel of Progress came in as numbers 7, 6, and 5. Here at number 4 is, drumroll please, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Back in 1972, the area that would one day house Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin contained If You Had Wings. Familiar to Space Rangers everywhere, it was a two-person Omnimover dark ride that Eastern Airlines sponsored. The difference being, instead of shooting at thousands of the letter Z, you were showed places Eastern Airlines could take you. The ride's design was based on a similar Disneyland attraction, Adventure Through Inner Space. An almost always unpopular walk-on attraction, there are some holdovers that are still intact to this day on Space Ranger Spin. The aforementioned ride system, the integration with the TTA People Mover, and the 70mm projection speed room all survived the retheming. Speaking of retheming, this thing has had some turnover. Eventually, If You Had Wings was rebranded as If You Could Fly in 1987 after Eastern Airlines pulled out. Then it was rechristened as Delta Dream Flight. Guess what happened there? It eventually returned to non-sponsored status for two years as Disney's Take Flight in 1996 before closing for good in 1998. Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin opened the same year, built obviously not by the same set of teamsters that have been constructing Tron for the past 150 years. If you've never been, you sit in a spinning car on an Omnimover track that has two laser pistols and a joystick to control your spinning. This design is perfect for one person to control the direction of the car while the other person gets infuriated for four and a half minutes as the joystick person ruins their shots. And what are you shooting at? The letter Z. You get points for that recorded on a counter on the vehicle. You travel through some toy and space themed rooms, such as the no longer sponsored by Mattel, so don't call them the Rock'em Sock'em Robots Rock'em Sock'em Robot Room, Planet Z with space animals and a volcano, Zerg's Fortress, the aforementioned speed room projection tunnel, and the final room showing Zerg's claw-induced comeuppance. Two of my favorite things about this attraction have nothing to do with the ride. First is the gigantic, bigger than your dad animatronic version of Buzz Lightyear in the ride queue. And the second is the view of the ride from the People Mover, which leads to his fourth place finish. What's not to like? Well, it's in the final four. There's not much not to like, as evidenced by the fact it has been cloned in one form or another in Disneyland's in California, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Paris, and Shanghai. I wish the laser blasters weren't attached to the car, which makes aiming hard in some places, which was an improvement made on other incarnations of the ride. Shooting at the Z's is a little lame and cheap, and it plans to ride more into 1988 instead of 1998, which is looking even more dated in 2022. When you're going on vacation, you'll probably be only doing this ride once or twice, and it would be nice if all the Z's were the same point value or if there was an obvious point hierarchy. You should not have to study the internet forums to find the secret Z formula to have a tremendously high score. Through no fault of its own, there's a far better version of this concept in the Men in Black attraction at the park that shall not be named, and Toy Story Mania in Hollywood Studios also takes this concept to the next level. Well, why would you do it? It's a fun dark ride, and it's a people eater. The line which is often out of the sun moves quick, and on your way out you can get a button if you ask a cast member and your score is high enough. The scoring makes it a good ride to do over and over again. Lots of games are dated or don't rely on fancy tech, but are still fun. A good example of that is Dave & Buster still having Skeetball next to its VR stuff. Plus, it's interactive, so it makes an otherwise passive dark ride active and exciting. It makes me wonder why the line at Peter Pan is so long when this is a far superior dark ride. Tune in next week as we travel up the next rung of the Tomorrowland ladder as we review some rides and talk some history of the attractions of Walt Disney World.
I do have official Disradio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions at Dominic at Disradio.com. That is D-O-M-E-N-I-C at Disradio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDW Plantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you like early 90s syndicated professional wrestling shows, check out the Saturday Morning Superstars podcast as well. So, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit to the Walt Disney World Resort, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. This is the Transportation and Ticket Center. Thank you for traveling with us. Pizza for a month. Share your diary with the world or have to eat it for your lunch. Sing out a tune to your friends or trip and fall into your crush. Shave your head, paint it red, or use your dog's toothbrush. We need a little Q&A. Come on, rub heads, play along. Would you rather do this? Would you rather do this? Would you rather do that? Would you rather do that? It don't matter what we do. We're dealing it with you. I'd rather do that. Ask the world. Would you rather do this? Would you rather do this? Or would you rather just dance? Or would you rather just dance? All students are now required to take an after-school club. When am I supposed to get my beauty rest? Come on, Fred. It's going to be fun. I hope the Ratherheads choose archaeology. I still don't understand why you get the big shovel and I get this. <laughs> because when you tried to hold the big shovel, you pulled a kidney. Although, I'm not even it's sure. It's a thing. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a mad scientist. Not really mad. This wig is a smile maker. What's with Ollie? I thought her choices were going to be tennis or archaeology. I bought shovels. Mine came with a pail. Further proving why I changed our club options to science or tennis. Come on, don't you want to dig up a mummy? This is the way to go. Coop, science or tennis is the way to go. Trust me on this. Yeah, you're usually right. We'll do it your way. Can you get rid of this? Oh, second kidney down. Mom's waiting for us in the car and told us to be quick, so here it is. It's club sign-up day at school. So, we need your help. Would you rather do science experiments or play tennis? Vote fast, because we need to get to school by 8 to sign up. Cool, a lot of comments coming in. Sign-up started at 7.30. Sign-up started a half hour ago. Almost every club's full. Guys, I think we messed up the sign-up time! Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's television, movies, magic, and even when you're in your home, you're watching all those things even more than ever. And with us here this week is somebody that decided to come back, return here at the show. You know her from such things as Better Things, of course, Shameless, and Disney Channel's Coop and Cammy Ask the World. We have none other than Rebecca. Mets back here with us. Welcome back to Diz Radio. Thank you so much for having me back. It is our pleasure having you on. Now, the last time we had you on, it was during Halloween. We were talking about dressing up in costumes and pranks and all kinds of fun things. And of course, now who would have thought that all this time later, 
you're, we're still dressing up, but now we're wearing face masks and things like that. <laughs> but with that comes something great for somebody, uh, you know, that's part of the Disney family like yourself. This is the kind of time when everyone's sitting down, they're watching things as a family, they're binge watching. And since we last talked, we had the great development of Disney Plus. And coming with Disney Plus was, of course, all the seasons of Coop and Cammy Ask the World. Now, has it I guess, exploded even bigger now that Disney Plus has it for everyone just to binge watch? I think so. It's hard for me to say because I don't pay attention to numbers. I just sort of, you know, I can tell by how people respond to me. And obviously for the last few months, I haven't been around a lot of people, so it's hard to say. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's been growing and growing. And and um, it, it it is, I can't say it's good for us that people are home watching TV, but I am glad that it's um, to be a part of a show that families can watch together and, you know, kids can be occupied for a while. I have a couple of friends who have sent me messages saying, my kids watch nine episodes of Coop and Cammy today. And like, hopefully that gives the parents a little break and gives the kids some joy. So it is nice to be a part of that. It, it probably is getting more eyes on the show. Well, you know, and with it too, if there is a Disney Channel show that really sets the tone for what's going on in society right now, it's Coop and Cammy. It's all about social media and things going on and staying connected through through video. This this show is really relevant to now, right? Brother and sister putting on a show for all to see on video. Isn't that like every household in Zoom meetings right now? Yeah, absolutely. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, people could probably take some tips from uh, Coop and Cammy's camera and lighting skills. <laughs> I just I just got myself a ring light so that I could be properly lit for all of these zoom sessions that we're doing but yeah it is especially relevant right now i think you're right well you know and with that too because you know being part of social media and all these things like you said you know people will now binge watching uh watching coop and cammy you know it is a great show it's one of those fun family ones when we talked with you last we talked about you know how now you go out and well not so much now but when you did go out people would see you as you know it's coop and cammy's mom and it's things like that now are we going to, you know, see a new season of this? Because I know a lot of things are halted right now, but are we going to see a season three? Because this is one of those shows I know my kids really want to see a season three. I really want to see a season three, too. I'm not sure. We had three episodes left to go. We we shot 21. We were going to do another 10. We finished seven of those 10. So we had 28 episodes for season two. We had three to go when we got shut down. So... I think those 28 episodes are going to be season two for now. And um, I think, you know, decisions about future seasons are all a little bit up in the air. I sure hope there will be a season three. I think, I imagine people are going to want, kind of like you said, they're going to want to see their familiar shows and their familiar characters. Um, you know, I would just, urge people to keep watching to encourage Disney to give us another season. Well, and and with that too then, like you said, that sense of returning to normal and seeing the the friendly faces and the the shows that they love and with that, being part of like the family of Coop and Cammy Ask the World, have you stayed in touch with a lot of the cast and the crew or other parents of the children involved with the show or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, we all follow each other on social media. We I text with the moms and the kids pretty regularly. Like, I know Paxton got a puppy. Ruby had a birthday. Um, so we've, we have been, Olivia, there have been several birthdays in the cast. They're all going to be so much taller next time I see them. But, um, yeah, we have a we have a text thread and and we're all on Instagram together and so we've been chatting and checking in with each other other just letting each other know that we 
miss each other because we we are, you know, if you're lucky on a show like this, you do become a little family, the cast and crew. I've been keeping in touch with some of our crew, and um, it's always nice to have a little time off. That's kind of part of what's built into the schedule when you're on a TV show. But um, after a certain amount of time, you're ready to get up and start start making some stories again. So I think we're all at that point. Well, you know, it's the kind of thing where I, I could see a couple of special editions of this show where you're all kind of social distancing, Zoom messaging each other during an episode. But it could take place where you're all in you're all in different parts of the house at least or something. A few people have asked me that. Like that is really obviously up to the writers and to Disney. I think it would be super fun. Um but um, if any show could do it, I think we could. So so it remains to be seen. Right. Well, you know, and, and because you have the time off, I mean, have you found yourself sitting there coming up with show ideas at all or anything like that? Or you're like, all right, I'm just going to leave it to the writers and not think right now. I haven't been coming up with Coop and Candy show ideas because that is not my job. And I, I think the last thing they want right now is me being like, hey, guys, I've got some <laughs> ideas for you. <laughs> but I think... Um, any anybody who has a creative job has been sitting around coming up with all kinds of ideas and all kinds of things that we want to do and try. But by Coop and Cammy, I leave to our excellent writers. They've got that covered. Now, earlier on, I did talk about how Coop and Cammy Disney Plus came out. So, of course, everybody's streaming it. My kids have watched every every episode of Coop and Cammy and rewatched them again and again. They they love it. Um, now, you're also part of shameless that people binge watch continuously all the time has that amped up during all this i think yeah i mean i think i have been hearing from a lot of people we're binge watching better things we're binge watching shameless we're binge watching like gilmore girls you know which i did a million years ago i think people are going back to a lot of shows that they love and um and better things i think kind of for some people at least falls into this category of like comfort television it's not it's it's not upsetting it's feels good for your heart you feel good after you watch an episode and so i think people are kind of seeking out shows like that so i have been getting i've been hearing from a lot of people saying oh we just saw you on this we just saw you on this because i think people are going back and watching things they have meant to watch and didn't have time or excuse me re-watching things that they love that are familiar and kind of comforting to go back to. Well, definitely, you know, and when they're sitting there binge watching all of these and watching them back to back, now, like, you know, you're you're part of, you know, Better Things and Coop and Cammy, and they're doing all this stuff. It's like, oh, there's Rebecca again. There's Rebecca again. Now it's like you're just like in their face for like, you know, like 48 hours straight. Yeah, it's funny. I, um, you know, for, for much of my career up until the last few years, I was mostly guesting like one or two episodes here and there on different shows. And it kind of, for a long time felt like uh I was kind of not a chameleon exactly, but I was kind of under the radar showing up in different places and people would recognize me when I showed up on a show that they watched. But kind of all of a sudden in the last few years, uh people are like, you've been on everything. You're everywhere. Every time I watch TV, you're in something. And it's sort of like, well, it took a long time to get there, um, but I'm glad I've got <laughs> Maybe we've reached a saturation point. <laughs> well, you know, and, and like you said, though, you've been part of so many different things from, you know, Gilmore Girls. You know, you've been on shows like King of Queens. And like you said, a lot of guest starring roles where you just pop in for an episode, you know, Parenthood, American Horror Story, and just throughout, you know, throughout things. What have you found yourself doing, being able to stay at home and items like that? What have you done to really make yourself seem, hey, I'm going to pass the time away or I'm going to hone in on my craft or things like that? Um, I have been cooking and baking a lot. Uh, that's something that I love to do anyway, but when I'm working, I don't always have time. Um, but given, you know, that it's hard, you don't want to go to the store for a loaf of bread. 
or for some pasta and that's stuff that I can make at home. So I've been doing a lot of cooking and baking at home. It's creative. It, it gives me something to like show for myself that I can be proud of. We need food. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. We also, we adopted two kittens in December. And so this has been a really nice time to just spend a ton of time with them. We've been getting lots and lots of cat time. They're going to be shocked when, when I go back to work. They're going to be like, where? The few times that we've left the house, they've sort of stared at us like, where are you guys going? Now, now with that too then, getting the, the cuddles and the kitten time and of course, you know, baking the food, I, you know, do you find yourself sometimes just baking and baking new things and then you're like, all right, there's so much of it, even I can't eat it. Yeah, I have to stop myself from baking a new thing every day because we haven't finished the old thing. Like I have to <laughs> to pace myself a little bit. And now, and when it comes to the kittens then and the little itty bitty kittens, all right. So when you do leave, do they come back fully? Like, you know, you, you come back into the house, were they completely stressed, meowing like crazy, rubbing all over your legs? Like, don't ever leave us again. No, they're happy to see us. I mean, at this point, they're close to a year old. We got them. They weren't tiny, tiny kittens when we got them. Um, they were four months and seven months. So, and the nice thing is we also have an older cat. And so um, when we're not here, they're playing with each other. And so usually by the time we get home, they've tuckered each other out and they're all taking naps and they get excited when we show up. But um, I think it's coming home is not so exciting. I think it's us leaving that freaks them out because they're just not used to both of us going out the front door, hearing the garage door close <laughs> and having the house to themselves. They haven't they haven't trashed a room yet. They haven't destroyed anything while we've been gone. But um I think they're happy to see us when we get back. Now, with all this, you know, staying busy, making sweet treats, having fun, um, coming up with creative projects and things like that on your own. So I know you can't share too much, but have you been like getting this creative whirlwind of ideas where you're like, all right, maybe in the next year I can make this happen or that happen or just coming up with all kinds of stuff now to even propel further? Yeah. I mean, my best friend and I have been working on a script together and um, I've been doing just working on some writing on my own. Um, I, I feel like there's so many things going on and I don't even think about them because it's, it just feels like what I'm doing kind of in my downtime. <laughs> um, I am, I'm, I'm, so I graduated from an acting program at Carnegie Mellon University and every year the seniors um, do a big showcase in New York and LA for agents and casting directors and managers and this helped them understand what it's like to move to LA and help them consider LA as an option and so I have that going on my anniversary with my husband so we're gonna find some way to celebrate that um get takeout from a nice nice restaurant or something so we have you know a few things here and there to keep us busy definitely yeah it's it's one of those things where it's a different dynamic when when you get ready you get dressed up to go to work and it's literally just walking down the hallway and going into another room yeah yeah not so much getting dressed up these days i hope i have i hope my clothes all still fit i haven't i haven't <laughs> I haven't really reached into my closet for anything other than t-shirts and yoga pants for a long time now well you know it was great having you stop back in so many different things of course you know a lot's happened since the last time we had you on the show like i said disney plus now everybody can binge coop and cammy ask the world you can find shameless all over netflix better things so many different things that you've been part of and i'm hoping we get to see that season three of coop and cammy ask the world i know my kids are dying for it and of course all the other projects you're part of i guess before we let you go any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans listening in from everything you've been part of, like Gilmore Girls, Shameless, Better Things, Coop and Cammy, and all the projects you've been part of? 
I mean, I would just say, you know, we, everyone who works on all those shows wants you, um, watch the shows that you love, watch them, rewatch them, because that's how you're going to get more of them. And we appreciate you doing it. Thank you for having me back. It was nice to talk to you again. Well, now, ain't this an elegant neighborhood? All the residents dress so fine. One day off the boat am I with a job that's nearly mine. Tis a job with an elegant millionaire and his elegant family. Today I move from immigrant to high society. Now you may call that luck, and you may call it fortune, but me, myself, I call it fortuosity. That's me by word. Fortuosity, me a twinkle in the eye word. Sometimes castles fall to the ground, but that's where four-leaf clovers are found. Fortuosity, lucky chances, fortuitous little happy happenstances. Everywhere I see That every bit of life Is lit by fortuity friends, or should I say, which in Irish Gaelic means, hello friends. As you may have already heard, we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day this week. 
and I am keeping that train rolling with my pick this week. We're going back to 1959, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. As mentioned, released in 1959, Darby O'Gill and the Little People starred Albert Sharp, Jimmy O'Day, Janet Monroe, who won a Golden Globe in 1960 for Most Promising Newcomer for the film. She was in other Disney works such as Third Man on the Mountain and Swiss Family Robinson. Also among the cast was none other than one of the most recognizable voices in all of cinematic history, Sean Connery. The film was directed by Robert Stevenson and produced by Bill Anderson and Walt Disney. And I gotta tell ya, I love this movie. I'm a sucker for older films. There's just something about them that make you fall in love with them. And this film is no different. It had me grinning from ear to ear so long that I actually had to think, stop and think, you know, how long have I been sitting here with this smile on my face, you know? But um, <laughs> it was, uh, was well-deserved. Like I said, it's a fun movie from start to finish. The cast is easy to love. They work so well together. The camaraderie that Jimmy O'Day and Albert Sharp have as Darby and King Brian is just phenomenal. And it might even remind you of some of the friendships you have or have had in the past with how they bicker back and forth and how they try and get at each other. It's really quite something. This film's got it all, from bagpipes to dancing little people to fiddles and also a singing Sean Connery. That's right, folks. You're not going to want to miss this one. After finding out that his longtime position of being a caretaker is being handed down to the younger Michael, played by Sean Connery, Darby makes his way up Mount Naknashiga to fetch his horse so he can go into town the next morning, pick up a bell for the church. While doing so, he ends up falling into a portal, which leads him to the realm of the little people and face to face once again with King Brian. After tricking King Brian into opening up the portal once more so he can go back home, King Brian tracks him down. After offering King Brian a drink of poutine, or moonshine as it's more commonly known here in the States, they find themselves in a long game of the wishing song. So long, in fact, that it turns out to be morning, and King Brian cannot use his magical powers to return back to Mount Naknashiga. After thinking of how his daughter Katie is going to survive him losing his position as caretaker, he tries to convince King Brian for his help in making sure that Katie and Michael end up together. But King Brian shows that he has some tricks up his sleeve, and Darby finds out pretty quick that when you're dealing with the King of the Leprechauns, you better have your wits about you. In the end, the movie shows us what's really important, and that is friends, family, and loyalty. This movie has got so much fun in it. Like I said, my kids absolutely loved it. I love it. The wishing song scene is hysterical to me, and this movie is going to be perfect for everyone of all ages. If you've not yet seen the film, I suggest you try to get your hands on a copy of the DVD. Only because the Disney Plus version has got some overvoicing in it, so you're not going to get the full, really thick Irish effect on some of the characters that you would in the DVD version. That's nothing to take away from the Disney Plus version. I've still watched it. I still love it. It doesn't take anything away, like I said, unless if you really want that authenticity of the original movie. And if you do have the DVD version, I highly suggest as well that you go into the extras and you find I Captured the King of the Leprechauns, which goes behind the scenes with Walt Disney as he shows off some of his acting abilities where he meets King Brian and Darby and convinces them to shoot a movie in California. You can also rent that 50-minute episode on YouTube if you want. 
So as you're getting ready to watch this movie this week with your corned beef, cabbage, and potatoes, and your favorite beer, beer, or if you're more like me and you prefer a nice whiskey or ishkabaha, or if you prefer the harder stuff like Darby and King Brian and the Poutine or Moonshine, whatever your preference is, I hope you have a safe and happy St. Patrick's Day. And I raise my glass and I say, Slancha or cheers. And don't forget, D-Heads, to reach out to me at facebook.com slash Radio. Let me know what you thought about this movie and let me know what other movies are your favorite and let's just talk some Disney. And I will see you here next week. Take care, D-Heads.
Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back. I hope you've been enjoying this week's show and all the shows that we have every week here at Diz Radio. And I want to extend a very special Luck of the Irish Four Leaf Clover wishing you the best of luck in the future. Thank you to none other than Rebecca Metz for stopping back here at the show. Thank you, Rebecca, for stopping in, chatting with all of us, taking that trip down memory lane. And I'm still holding out that Coop and Cammy will get renewed. Maybe it's just a delayed season three. That's what I'm hoping for. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Frank, Aaron, Jeremy, Dominic, and Cody all stopping in here with their signature segments. Consider it extra magical because without them, you'd have to listen to me talk week in and week out. And uh, I don't think any bowl of Lucky Charms is going to satisfy that. And most of all, thank you, the D-heads. You are the reason we're coming back at you for the last 12 years. The reason we're bringing you the magic, the fun, the memories from your lifetime of Disney. I am just truly humbled that all of you really enjoy the show and you have been sticking with us for the last 12 years. And for all of you new D-heads, welcome to the club. It's always a wild ride. So all of you D-heads, next week we are jumping that much closer to Easter. Lots of fun things, more guests on the horizon, and a lot of fun things going on. And next week is a really fun week. I have a lot of fun things planned there. But before I release the reins here for the week, let you go have some fun. Eat those chocolate coins, and no matter what you're going to do here, maybe some green eggs and ham, shamrock shakes, pour a bowl, Lucky Charms. I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. Just search Diz Radio or Disney Blue. You can find us and subscribe right there. And you can find many of these links on our homepage as well at DizRadio.com. And finally, remember to subscribe to the show. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, the podcast provider of your choice. Search Diz Radio or Disney Blue, and it's B-L-U. If you search either or, you're going to find our show. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your device. You can listen to and definitely leave us a, a star rating, a review. It truly is an honor if you could do that for us. Just let us know how much you appreciate the show that we've been bringing to you for the last 12 years. So next week, we have some fun things. We're getting closer to Easter. We're in the heart of the Easter season. We got through the big hump of uh, St. Patrick's Day here and having some fun here for our St. Patrick's Day romp. So before you go out, you make the memories, you spend time with your family, you, you're watching Luck of the Irish, or I Captured King of the Leprechauns, or what's the other one? Darby will give them little people. I mean, the list could go on and on. Maybe you're going to go ranking bass, and you want to watch Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. So before I release those reins here, I do want to say, as I always do, take time, slow down, never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Now go out, have fun, make the magic, make the memories, trap a leprechaun, and have a fantastic weekend. Until next week, all of you D-heads.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.